リンクスタート先輩先輩What up, weebs, and welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, it is beyond a good time to sit down, talk anime, and fondle the greatness that we like to call anime goodness together as I strap on a pair and get a headphones on and hold this microphone extra close to my face. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope life has been thriving in every attribute for you and blessing you with every aspect possible. And I hope you guys know you are always on my mind. Just because I don't drop a podcast for maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and even possibly three weeks. Times know that you are always on my mind. No matter where I go in life, I always keep you guys close to heart and to know that anime is always there for us whenever we come back because it is the theme of this show of me going almost an entire month of fasting on anime. Yes, an entire month where I almost watched no anime at all. And let me tell you something I feel more refined as a young man. I feel more in tune with myself. I was putting my feet into the grass and I was grounded. Like never before, becoming an extinguished societal man and plugging into the world around me, and I feel like I am yearning for life. I am reborn, I am renewed, I am refined, I am invigorated, I am plugged in more than ever before into the Matrix. <laughs> But in all seriousness, it's been great to finally have a few weekends to myself to spend some time doing some things I love. Like two weekends ago, I got to play the new Call of Duty when it dropped, and I took off a Friday to have a three day weekend, and it was a sensation. Time. I mean, it was amazing. I couldn't have guessed it being anywhere close to as great as it was, but the game itself has some flaws. So let me start here with a little rant for you. Can someone tell me why video games now do not release full games? And hear me out on this one. For some reason, as a cultural stigma now, and us as consumers, for some reason, we have allowed this to go on for far too long. And I've had enough of it. I am literally up to the brim of my bracket. We need to stop allowing this to happen. We have to finally put our foot down and tell these gaming companies, these major franchises, enough is enough. Stop dropping half made games. Stop dropping games that are nowhere near ready to be released. Stop giving us these quick accesses or these exclusive drops or charging us $70 for a game that is nowhere near ready to be released. And the reason why I say that is because this new Call of Duty, when it was released, not only was there no battle pass and there still is no battle pass, not only was there an immense amount of hackers available right at the get go because their firewall agency or whatever they're using was non obsolete, people are able to use this map hacking system so where they can see anybody. Around any part of the map, and that's besides the point of the hacking aspects. But not only was there no battle pass, not only was there only a select few amount of maps that you could use, not only were you capped out on about the weapons and what you could do with them, but the actual war zone was never released at all. They basically just rushed us out the multiplayer, gave us a week early access to the campaign, and then said, Yeah, just wait for the rest. We'll have it whenever we're ready. What are we doing? How are we allowing this? And how is this okay? Like, how is this in any attribute allowed for us to let these things go on for far too long? Here's another game that just recently came out and it did the exact same thing Halo. Halo literally came out. I had its campaign, dropped the multiplayer, but didn't have the multiplayer ability to play the campaign together for months and months and months. How hard is it to complete a game before you release it? I just don't understand where it's going right now. I remember as a kid, anytime a game dropped and I bought it, whether it be Spyro, whether it be Final Fantasy, whether it be Monster Rancher, whether it be whatever I was playing, Halo at the time too. The game was complete. And what I mean com by complete is everything they released was ready, and that's exactly what they were trying to complete before they sold it to you. I understand that eventually the whole expansion packs came out, which was another bullshit, and that started this whole freaking downtrod of what we're doing now today. But still, those games were complete when they released it on a disc or the download, whatever it was, they were complete. Sure, there were some bugs. Sure, there were some delays. Sure, there was some background st、uh, stuff that you could see that was a little messed up or whatever it is, but they still were complete games. 
I'm upset with how we're going this way. I'm upset, uh, really upset that this is being allowed. It's just like the Pokemon Sword and Shield that was released for the Nintendo Switch. The first ever RPG Pokemon game that's allowed to play on your TV, connecting the dock to this, uh, your system to the dock, and being able to play it on your TV. And it was half made. It was ass. It was so quickly put together. It was rushed. They put so much effort into these VMAXs and all this stuff. But you know what sucked the most? They didn't spend the Apple time needed to make the actual graphic designs and the imaging needed for all the attacks so like charizard i would use wing attack with charizard and he whips his tail as he's flying in the air how is that allowed how is that available how is that even even allowed is what i'm trying to get to why in my freaking wildest days would i be able to sit back and play a video game and be like guess what yeah it's not complete but hey this is what you get so enjoy it uh, and then they release expansion packs they release two expansion packs to give you more islands with more stuff on it God, that irks me. I'm just saying, as consumers, we need to do better of what we're buying. Our money allows these things. So if we go out and support it, if we go out and buy it, they're going to keep doing it because they slowly decrease the output of what they're doing to increase their revenue and their income to lower the cost and price of their stuff. It's so upside down. It's topsy-turvy. It pissed me off. But I had a great time playing this new Call of Duty. Even though there's all this bullcrap within it, it's still fun. The The playout is great. The schematics are beautiful. The, the fluidity is crisp. Everything feels good about it. It's a fun game, and you can see the power that has kind of developed through gaming over time. But I just had to do that rant, man. It, it really pisses me off that games are not totally complete these days. Damn expansions. Damn these add-ons. They're ruining our cycle. <laughs> but... I did get to do that, and also, since I did take a month off, I thought I was going to be all bibbly babbly and mature and over my wildest belief, but I feel like I'm on life support. I have no appetite, no yearning to live. I'm feeling depleted. I'm feeling dissolved. I'm deprivating. I'm de-evolving as a human being. I need anime. And thankfully, I got some. I, I got to watch a few episodes tonight before doing this podcast with you guys, and I actually sat down and I watched Chainsaw Man. I got to watch all of the episodes of Chainsaw Man, and I started the first episode of season two, To Your Eternity. And let me tell you this, my friends and family, Chainsaw Man is not only insane, absolutely insane with what has come out with that. I can't wait to talk about it, but there's a lot of things with To Your Eternity as well. So I just want to give you a little bit of a preview that I have came back, but I wanted to take some time off. So shout outs again for being the first guest on the show. I had to take a brief pause because Lord Almighty, was it good to see her? Was it good to have her on the show and to talk in person? She is a wonderful person. It was great to have her spread her knowledge and insight on anime and to talk to us about all of the fun and get into all these different shows. God, it was a great listen. It was only right that I waited a little bit because that way it gives it the antithesis and the accent to listen to that one multiple times if you have not as well. And also with Patreon, I am slacking on Patreon. I do apologize, but 86 will be dropping soon this week because I have some great stuff there for you as well, but I had to catch up. And maybe you're asking yourself like, Alex, where, where have you been? Why have you been taking so long doing this stuff? Why have you been on pause? What has been taking your time? Well, one thing that has been taking my time, it is called breaking. And so shout outs to this app called Drip. What I have been doing lately is I've been a live breaker of trading cards. And so it's really cool is that I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's called Y Schwartz. And so Y Schwartz is a trading card company that makes TCG cards. And what they do is they do a lot of the things like the sporting cards do where they make different sets. And this one in particular, which I personally love and think is amazing, they will go every month and partner with a new company, an anime company, and do a distinct drop for that show every month. So for example, Bunny Girl Senpai, Attack on Titan, Tokyo Revengers, Seikano, uh, Fate Series, Gruen Lagan, Sword Art Online, whatever you can think of. Every month, they will partner with one of them and do a drop specific on that show. So this month, they're doing Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid. And what I love about it is that they will actually have these chase cards, which are called signed cards, the super rares, the SPs, where the voice actors, most of the time, sometimes they can't get the rights, and so they do these like hot stamps, but most of the time are the signatures from the voice actors themselves of those characters, and they're put on these beautifully designed cards. So people are chasing those. Those are the big value cards. I have one of the Albedos from the uh, the reprint of the Nazarick, so the Overlord set, and it's going for like $1,400 right now. 
So if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does, because that is utterly amazing to me to see that these cards have so much value, and there are so many people sleeping on this product. Like, I mean, people have no idea Weiss exists, and if you were a fan of TCG or Pokemon or collectibles or any of that stuff, and you love anime... You need to look into Y Schwartz. Not a sponsor, but you need to look into Y Schwartz. I am a fan of it. I rip the packs for him now. I do these live streams at midnight on weekdays and have fun with this community I've built. It's been so much fun. That has taken a little bit of my time. So I did want to let you guys know that everything's doing well. TikTok videos are coming back out. I just did a live video on TikTok for about two hours. Lost all my energy, but it's okay. We're going to push through. And I also did earlier today a new Shallow Oceans episode as well. So know that your boy's working. And a lot has been going on and on my plate. So I'm sure you're sitting here and now you're wondering, well, Alex, if you went one month without anime, what the heck did you do with yourself, buddy? I mean, you explained to us one weekend of what you did playing Call of Duty. What else? What have you done the other weekends? Well, last weekend, I went to Arizona and got to visit my sister. We got to go to a family wedding out there and to see some fun and reconnect with everybody and get to see how freaking cold Arizona is in the middle of the night. And the fact that there's scorpions everywhere, that trips me out. I still remember the first night we got there on Friday, my sister pulls out this like crazy flashlight that basically shows you like glow in the dark stuff so if you think about it like those stars you used to put on your ceiling as a kid the way they looked like an off-white and glowed in the dark or if you go into a hotel room and you want to see how dirty that motel six is bring one of those blue lights or red lights or whatever it's called and scan your bed to see all those yummy stains from the people before you uh she took this light and she took me outside and she's like let's go hunting for scorpions and i was like hunting for what no i don't want to hunt no scorpions those what no so she takes me out Outside and she has like these wood little like framing for their uh, front yard where they're like rock grasses and everything so she's looking through there and she's like oh look right here look right here so she shows me like in between these two cracks and I see this like glowing in the dark giant thing with these freaking like pinch her hands and all this stuff she's like oh look there's two of them under this wood piece let's shake them and make them come out I was like Emily we're doing nothing of the sort I am walking back inside because one it's the middle of the night and it's cold and two why are we hunting scorpions they, they're not doing anything to me I'm not doing anything to them no, stop it no we're not doing any of that stuff my sister's crazy. <laughs> she was she was literally wearing a shirt of like a movie serial killer. So she had like It the Clown and whatever else you could think of Hannibal Lecter. And she's sitting there with a knife trying to chase scorpions. I was like, Emily, I'm worried about you. But also, no, I'm not trying to hunt no scorpions. <laughs> that was one thing. Uh, but I've been doing a lot of other watching as well because I haven't watched actual real shows in such a long time. I actually got onto the House of Dragon and I'm actually watching for the first time. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? 10 years off the get-go? I get it. I understand it. But this is what's funny is going back to something that was highly acclaimed and proclaimed to be one of the best TV shows of the time on HBO when it was releasing. This is what's really cool when you go back and watch a show that a lot of people have seen in time has passed. You get to now watch it without the hype. And now, trust me when I say this, hype can make you deter yourself of how something really should be viewed because of the mass effect of the outside sources and influx and the oversaturation of content that you're ingesting because of this new show or film or movie or whatever it may be, right? So the fact is, this show was so critically acclaimed and so many people were hyping it up. And I'm talking about people who I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd ever hear them talking about Game of Thrones, a medieval era with dragons and sorcery and families all going against each other. And I wed your family. I will marry your daughter to let me use your bridge. I am a half dwarf, but I sleep with a prostitute. But she is coming to the capital with me to be my handmaiden for the Queen of Honor. Like, you know, it was funny to see how many people actually started to dig this show. So I told my myself and thankfully i didn't have hbo at the time either i was like i'll just wait i'll chill i'll let it pass and if it's worth it i'll go back and watch it well from hearing how it ends and how so many people were left with a very sour taste in their mouth for being invested for eight seasons just to be kind of left astray at the end there and kind of tossed to the side because i guess the director writer whoever it was uh went to run over and to do the disney star wars movie so he kind of wrapped up project a little quicker than he should have and made it end kind of weird for everybody but nevertheless it's fun to sit back and watch it now because I can see it very unbiased. I can see it for what it truly is, and I can watch it without anybody affecting my overall view of it. And let me tell you this. I am two seasons into Game of Thrones, about to start season three, and it is not as great as people are making it out to be. Hear me out. The show itself, the time era, 
I'm somebody who is intoxicated with the medieval setting. And I mean intoxicated. Spice and Wolf is my all-time favorite anime. It's a medieval setting, too. Before technology, before all that stuff, traveling, merchant, economy, uh, economics. This one, though, this is a little interesting to me because not only is there a lot of families that are involved with it. You have the Starks, you have the Lannisters, you have the Targaryens, you have the whatever those freaking crazy ones that are, what are they, the Dothrakis. Uh, You have so many different families and all these different ties and connections and what everybody's yearning for, the the throne, the kingship, the land, my father, his head, it's gone, it's rolling, it's a spoiler alert, I know, but whatever, it's been out for a long enough time. Whatever everybody's motives are, direction, when I'm watching this show, the acting is decent, don't get me wrong, a lot of the actors are doing a really good job to make you believe everything like that, but it seems like there's so much more added drama just to make more of a actual timeline to increase what's coming if you know what i mean like so with game of thrones it seems to me like a lot of these actors and these actresses and stuff what they're doing it's weird to me like a lot of these different situations that have portrayed themselves and things that have popped up i literally sit there and i ask myself i'm like why why would he do this why would she do that what is the purpose for that what is this honor and all this stuff and so I'm not sure where I'm at yet. I'm invested. I'm two seasons in. I'm about to finish season two. Don't even get me started on House of Dragons, by the way. That was a shit show until they save themselves towards the end of it. Uh, I just don't know where this is going to head, but it seems like it's headed towards a very dark way. Like, you had this guy named the Mountain or whatever it is, the dog, freaking just chopping people in half because he's a freaking giant-ass man with a sword. And then you have, like, the Starks family, who the Stark family is, like, the main focal point so far, along with, like, the Lannisters and this little kind of power battle that they're having and all this stuff but i need more and i'm glad that there's at least six more seasons coming because the stuff they present to you with like the northerners the people over this wall the winter is coming ah i'm john snow and i've got a bastard of a father i've never met my mother i've never touched a woman with my peepee because i'm nervous she could be pregnant and leave another bastard in this world i'm john snow <laughs> I'm not really sure as to where this is all going to tie in with these White Walkers, the dragons and everything, but I'm invested. So it's got me interested. It's got me set in. But from what I've seen so far, I don't think it deserved nearly any of the hype I was hearing people talk about it. People were touting it as like the greatest show they've seen in a long time. I'm like, bruh, you didn't give two shits about any of this medieval stuff until this show came out. So calm your titties, sit back in your chair, and let's watch it and see where it goes, okay? (laughs) And then House of Dragons real quick. So this one's focusing on the Targaryens and like the dragons and how they ruled the empire for hundreds of thousands of years and how the dragons reigned from the sky and took over everything. And I'm watching it. And I don't know who to support. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I don't know who I want to see win. I don't know who I'm invested. I'm so confused because Ray Ray Rhaenyra, who's like the main chick in the beginning, who's supposed to be like the first queen king, she ends up going like haywire and turning into a little hood rat hoe and sleeping around with all these different guards and captains of the guards and having some bastard children. She marries like this gay dude to be a cover and all this. It's just, it's so weird. I liked her in the beginning. I thought her her first actress was a beautiful girl. And then, like, they do three time skips or whatever it is. And it's confusing. And then the king, he has, like, this deathly illness that he got from the Iron Throne. You see him, like, cough up blood at a wedding. And that's, like, freaking episode four or five or whatever it is. And it does, like, two more time skips. And the king's still alive. He's literally like a zombie, still, like, breathing, missing an eye and half his face. Like... It was just confusing a lot of these parts, but the thing that was the saving grace about House of Dragons for me is not only the way it ended, which made it seem like, okay, some spice is about to happen. It was a random dude from a side family that was there at this like big hall meeting trying to plead his case why he should be the the ruler of the new islands or whatever it was. And like he calls out Ray Ray, the main chick, which is like the the king's daughter, and he basically tells her he's like you're a whore and your children are bastards and he gets his head cut off but he was my favorite character he said the silent part out loud which nobody could say so that was a big saving grace and everything else but it's just like i feel they're trying to do too much in too little and then when they have a lot of space they try to stretch out a lot of what they have and it's one of my biggest gripes with long series is that a lot of the time you watch certain things and you're like did you really need to do all that did you really need to play it out like that did you really need to make us wait and watch the entirety of all this so We'll see where it goes, but that has been a big other thing that has been consuming me is not only the family engagements, the new Call of Duty game, the doing the drip app and all the breaking and visiting family and weddings and House of Dragons and growth. I had an interesting month. Uh, So I tried to do 
an entire month of no anime. And I'm talking about one whole month fasting from the entirety of anime to see who am I without anime? Because think about this, like sometimes we can get so locked into the things we love or whatever we're doing, we can kind of lose track of ourselves. We can start to take for granted the things we love or the people we're with because it becomes kind of desensitized because we're so used to it. We see it all the time, we watch it all the time, we're around it all the time, and it starts to become more of like not an enjoyable factor, but almost like a cycle, something we just keep doing just to do and I didn't want it to become that I didn't want it to go that way so I wanted to take a break and so here are the things that have happened to me over my series of non-anime viewer shipish absolutely nothing I feel terrible that I haven't been able to watch anime I take everything back I wasted a whole month I have been sitting on all of these things and now I feel terrible about it <laughs> no it was kind of nice man it was nice to go outside it was nice to touch some grass and it was actually kind of refreshing to take a pause away from it because I was able to kind of think about everything as an entirety with the programming of what I wish to portray to you guys all the inside of the content I wish to show you reading some different stuff with literature and doing some research into other attributes it has kind of made me have that like connection back into what I was doing and so it's good to finally be back. But in all seriousness, it is fun to see that when you take a break from something, it's almost like you yearn for it as soon as it comes back. Say you're dating somebody, you guys have some time apart, say it's a vacation or a work relationship or whatever it may be, and you guys are gone for, say, a week, two weeks, maybe even a month, right? As soon as you guys get back together, it's like nothing has ever passed. And it revitalizes that love for one another and the yearning to see each other again because time grows the heart. Distance between fills the gap in between. And that's what's amazing to see see about this is that anime is truly one of if not the only last forms of entertainment that is still pure that is still truthful with the imagination factor of giving you new worlds giving you this deep underlining messages and meanings whatever it be through like depression uh separation anxiety attributes of the real world deep dark rooted conspiracy and governments anime has a way of showing you all of that and also there's the etchy the lewd the over the top the dumb the fun the stupid and all that stuff too that's fine everywhere you go there's all that but at least majority of the stuff that i consume from an anime side viewership wise has been fruitful and i love every second of everything i've watched but i can tell you that after going through and watching all these other live action stuff, I'm such an anime guy, man. I love the way it makes me feel young at heart. I love the way that anime connects to me on places uh, and touching me in places <laughs> I have never been touched before. I love that it touches that part of me again. Like it revitalizes the youth within me and it keeps me young at heart because when you watch these things, of course it's nostalgic. Of course you're watching shows that maybe remind you of something or maybe connect you back to some part of your life. I mean, maybe the youthfulness. That's why a lot of people hold on to certain things or they go visit certain places or they try to stay in their hometown a lot of things are comfort right anime has become a kind of comfort zone for me but in the same attributes it has found its way to evolve me in my likes and interests and also the way i see other people what i look for what i yearn for what i want to keep around me and i have to thank anime for that because anime has grown me in a multitude of ways that i was able to really see over this last month so now let's say that you take all of it away you totally fast from it you're trying to see what your body in your mind and everything else can focus on. So think of it like your phone, right? Challenge yourself to not use your phone for a week. Like really try to just leave it at home, not use it if you ever need to. But most of us, if not almost all of us, are very much so slaves to our phones. We're locked in. They're always with us. They're always at our side. We're always using them. We're always on social media. We're always texting somebody. We're always calling somebody. We're checking our work emails. We're making sure our schedules are right. We're always on those bad boys. Those puppies are strapped to us like our own heads are and they never come off. So that's why I wanted to challenge myself with the anime side. Could I go a whole month without watching anime? I almost did. I really almost did. The only time I ever broke was because there was a few episodes in a Chainsaw Man. I was very much so itching to watch it and finally see what it's about. And let me tell you, I am extremely happy. I did because I'm full circling and going to start with Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, the anime side. This is the future of anime. This is literally the precipice, the focal point the next evolution state, the next starting point, this is going to redefine our actual attributes of what we look for of a standard with anime. 
Let me tell you why. Not only does this show do a great job of intermixing the CGI aspects with an animation-style portrayal and combining the two when you see him in that first episode go full Chainsaw Man and go ape on these zombies and everything else that's attached to it, plus the storyline, which a lot of shonens are very straightforward, very easy to follow, very one-directional, which this one is, I'm not trying to say it's different, but it definitely does it a better way and a better job. So you get into the mix quite quickly, you learn about our main uh, hero's background, you see what's up with him and his Puchiana, his Puchichang, his little chainsaw puppy dog, I probably butchered its name, but you see the backstory with them, how they connected, how they became a unit, how they actually became one, they fusion hot in a trash can because they were ripped apart by zombies, but... The story is refreshing. I like to see this attribute of a young guy who, in a sense, is a simp. Because trust me, we're all simps, right? He never got to experience a girlfriend. He never got to have anything like that. So his drives are very simple and young-hearted. Because trust me, when I was 17, when I was 18, I was doing the same stuff. I was trying to hook up with a girl. I was trying to feel a booby for the first time, get a kiss for the first time. You know, that's, that's not how it was when we were young kids. And to see him doing that and them to shine the light on that is really refreshing. It seems almost real realistic in a sense it feels like we can connect to that attribute and to see him as he is the people around him these other demon hunters these other devil hunters and how they're all close together in the aspects of this lady who's basically like his supervisor Puchita that's what it is I just remembered the little pup's name it's Puchita so to see Puchita and Denji to see how they connect with one another and then getting this attribute of Makima this older lady who's basically super mysterious you don't know too much about her but she's like the head of the public safety division full which Denji is basically her human pet if you really want to talk about it and what's really cool about it though is she's super cunning intelligent she's manipulative and also controlling over Denji but what I like about it is that she can use her ability of her attraction and the way she is with her promiscuousness to use it against him which is like almost like threatening because she says like basically we'll kill you if you ever leave but also it's like really cool to see how she kind of connects with him and all that stuff but it's really weird man and I have a feeling, like, I haven't read much about the show. I don't know much about it, but her eyes are very unique. And from what I've seen with Power and also Denji, they have unique designs. They have unique characteristics and stuff about them. And we don't know much about the civilness of uh, this, this public safety division that they work for or what's really entailed with it. There was just one scene where it shows, like, the panel of people she answers to. I wouldn't be far off in, guess, uh, in guessing that she has something to do with all of this too i don't know if she's either a deity i don't know if she's a devil i don't know if she has like a, a like a contract with a, a ghost or a demon i don't know what it is but something about her is giving me those vibes she is connected to something because she, not only is she one of the main characters but she is so hot she's so lustrous and she's she has this way of using denji uh, against himself with all the stuff there's something there i know for a fact there is something there. I don't know what she has something to do. I know she's controlling. That's all I know. But she is something. There's something there. But definitely I'm loving it. I'm loving the vibe of all the other characters that get introduced. The fun uh, feeling behind it where it almost gives me like the One Punch Man vibes where he seems like he's kind of overpowered with how he fights because he has this really crazy fight with like this bat demon and then also or this bat devil and then fights this like leech devil that she's like a giant ass leech with all these like long arms that look like they're just like uncircumcised peepees <laughs> in such a weird way. But I think this is the future. I think... What Chainsaw Man is doing here is the future for everything. If we keep up on this, if they keep portraying this and keep delivering within this first season, I see no doubts in my mind. This will lead the way into the next step of anime, of conforming it with CGI to do the thing that uh, the Attack on Titan final season witches it could do because of all the backlash it got from how jarring the Titans looked with their CGI and all that stuff. This is the way. Don't use too much of it. Don't be too focused on it. Integrate it when you need to be. Have the fun with it. Have it connect to it. And it looks spotless. This story is fun. Everything about it. I'm already this far into it. I would give it a 10 out of 10 so far. I'm loving it. I love how he's a simp. I love the connection. I love the characters. I love the fun. I love everything. The way they give you like the uh, the cliffhangers at the end of each episode. It is beautiful. And who doesn't like the fact that my boy is just trying to cop a feel? God, absolutely love it.
And now the nether show that I actually broke my month fast of not doing anything and gorging myself beyond belief because I finally was able to jump back in the well and you're not pulling me out of the pool now, Grandma. I'm loving it in here. It feels great. Is To Your Eternity. Now, To Your Eternity was a very interesting anime. It starts off with this ball. This ball from you don't know where, you don't know what it is, but it has the ability to copy anything it's around and turn into it and then to adjust its consciousness level and everything because of it. So it was very cool to see how this thing went from a a ball to a pup to a person, the development, understanding everything to it. The intro song is so beautiful. It captures the whole premise of the story so well. It's heart-wrenching. It's enlightening. It's 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 freaking organ punching it punches you in the gut it hits you in the feels and it's so well done the fact of how the first season went i was invested i was so locked in i don't really care for the main characters much because i know it's not really a living breathing entity but it's just developing into a human because of everything it can turn into and there's been multiple times where it turns into like a crab or something else and it loses all of it all of its consciousness so it's not really a living breathing entity it can't die it's immortal so i don't really have a lot of connection or feeling to that main character but the side characters oh my gato the side characters in this show are breathtaking you yearn for them you hurt with them you cry with them you yawn for them i like you want more it's unreal and i love how the fact that there's two of them it's called like gugo or gogo and like this blonde chick i'm forgetting their names off the top of my head but it's the same voice actors of asuna and kirito and they play this couple in this show as well it was so well done i love it on the english side i love it but this show It lets you connect with something deeper and it shows you and shines the light how everyone lives through us. The old Lion King thing where it's like, they live in you, he lives in you. It's true. Everybody who we have ever come in contact with, anybody whose life has crossed ours and we have been connected to or we have a portrayal, we're close to one another, we connect to whatever it is, we are left with a piece of them forever and we give them a piece of ourselves forever. We live through one another. We are all connected in this giant consciousness of life and to see them use that as a reciprocator of showing the deep complexities we use as individuals and how that either molds us or grows us sustains us evolves us it's so poetically told and i love it the oh gosh the whole thing as a whole is so cool and guess what there ain't crazy animation style it's not anything crazy the fight scenes there's nothing crazy but it has a very unique design because you don't know what this thing is this person and then there's this black hooded figure that looks like Palpatine but just a younger version of Palpatine back when he worked out and he looks like a yoke zaddy who's guiding our main dude and he's like you must fight these things they are little bugs and they are trying to suck your forms from you and turn you back into a ball because they want to destroy the planet and your job is to restore the planet and it's like I don't know what's going on but I'm digging the vibe and it's a lot of uh A lot of interesting mindsets because of all these characters you meet. I can guarantee you you're going to feel something. You're going to tear up. You're going to have some emotional connections to some characters, but you're going to love the ride. It's a great time. The second season just started. I think it's like four or five episodes in. I watched the first one after I watched the Chainsaw one where our main boy Denji gets to cop a feel on some tatas. It was great, and I had to shout those out because, boy, oh, boy, am I excited for it. Just like the My Hero, I will jump into it because I know a lot of people are telling me about it. It looks like a lot of fun. Now, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but this has to be talked about on this podcast because I am utterly shocked and devastated that this is even a thing and that we're even pushing forward to this because it's now official. Sword Art Online predicted the future. It was no longer an anime. It's no longer based on a manga series. It's no longer just some kind of science fiction. This is based on the future. Sword Art Online literally predicted the future. I know, but you're sitting there saying, well, how, Alex? How did it happen? Well, it was a documentary, and I watched the show, and now I'm going to tell you exactly why I say it's from the future, or it predicted the future. Just like the Terminator talks about how these robots, when they become sentient, they have this uh, deductive reasoning, and they can see human beings as pesticides, and we're just literally pests just destroying the world. We're leeches. We're destroying it. Yeah, which isn't far off. What if I told you that the founder of the Oculus invention has, the the VR headsets basically, has literally invented a headset that can kill you? Literally. I am not kidding you. Palmer Lucky, and aren't we lucky that this guy did this, Palmer Lucky is the Oculus founder, and he claims his latest headset will kill players when their avatars die in-game. 
I wonder where we've heard this before. Hmm, I'm sure... Is this guy... Let me double check. Is his name Akihiko Kayaba? Because I'm seeing Palmer Lucky, and it doesn't sound like we're lucky for this. And I'm telling you, this is monstrous to me and crazy. So let me give you a quote here. So Lucky said, and I quote, The good news is that we are halfway to making a true nerve gear. The bad news is that so far, I've only figured out the half that can kill you, but the perfecting the other half is the equation that is still many years out of the mix end quote yeah i'm great that you were able to find the way to kill people right off the get-go that's amazing he also mentioned in the blog that and uh in leo to this i used three of the explosive charge modules i usually use for different projects now pause here for a second he goes on in that quote what do you mean you have explosive charge modules that you use in different projects related to virtual reality Is anybody else picking up what this guy's putting down? Because am I the only one here? Am I crazy? Am I literally sitting here saying, what is going on? The fact that we're chasing the SAO mindset, did we learn nothing? Did we literally learn nothing from ASO? Nothing, right? It's it. That's, oh yeah, let's just do that. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. We're just gonna put you know, like it's it's got to have a cause and effect, dude. There's got to be something to lose, dude. Why are you playing the game if your life's not on the line, dude? You know, it's like racing, dude. I'm not gonna race unless pinks are on the line, dude. And you know, like come on, dude. I never pull out, dude. If I'm gonna have sex, I'm just gonna full jizz, dude. You know, inside of her. It's just Russian roulette. Is she gonna get prego or not, dude? You know, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So let me continue the quote. Uh, in different projects, trying them to a narrow band photo sensor that can detect when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency, making game over integration on the part of the developers very easy. Yay. That's awesome. We want to let, we want you to know when we're going to die so you can blow off these three prong explosion on my forehead. What? Now I understand the chase for the next in modern science and technology has always been a thing for us. We're always looking for the latest in CGI, animatronics, communications, robotics, and the list goes on and on in gaming and whatever you may be, but come on. Really? Did we learn nothing from SAO? Did none of us watch the show? Am I the only one that actually sat there and watched it and said, yeah, this is bad. The fact that we're making these these full nerve gear devices that already have the ability to kill you. Don't even have the ability to give you the full VR dive mode of taking over all your senses. But yeah, we can kill you. It's okay. Just put on a headset. You know, say you lag or there's an internet delay or something like that. Oh, no, no big deal, dude. If you die, you just die. We'll just blow up your forehead. What? How is this okay? How is any of this okay? How is anybody in their right mind sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, dude, that'd be dope, dude. I'd love to do that, dude. Has nobody seen Wally? Has nobody seen Wally? That is our future. We're literally going to be obese, obese people floating in sh- just chairs, talking in these virtual screens because we don't know what else to do with ourselves. When was the last time people turned their phones off? When was the last time people went outside? When was the last time you touched a booby yourself? Like, what are we doing? Trust me. A whole concept of a VR diving ability to have you fully engaged in a different world, it sounds appealing. It almost sounds unfathomable. But I mean, if we were to go back into the, let's just say, 1900s, like the late 1900s of 1990s or the early 2000s, 2002, 2001, how many people were really buying that stuff now? Like back then, people were buying stuff off of the charts with all this, dude. Like... I understand how the progression, the movement forward of all technological advancements and all that stuff are, but when is enough enough? When is enough enough? Why are we doing this? Why are we allowing this? I am petrified to see that this is going to take off to a different level. I know it sounds cool. Trust me. Again, I think it would be so dope to sit with a headset strapped on, fully diving into another world. People who are older and can't move very well or people who are suffering like Yuki or Yuka. Yeah, Yuki, that was an SAO. I get it. I understand it. I know it's an escape. It helps them release the pain. But bro, we're already in a matrix system. Why are we allowing this? The fact that this is a news article and someone somewhere literally is letting this guy do it did we learn nothing from mark zuckerberg who's trying to be like oh yeah we're not facebook anymore we're meta you know full send into the autonomy oh, oh you know bitcoin yeah, yeah, yeah. what are we doing why can we stop can we take a breath sure vr sounds dope but guess what if it's the cost of my life bro we're i know we're not getting out alive i get it i understand it palmer lucille is truly akihiko kaiba he's alive he's real Sword Art Online was just a prediction of what's to come. SAO is like the Terminator. It's a documentary, a futurementary, 
future entity, whatever it is, future. Wait, so hold on. Documentary, future mentory. It's a future mentory of what's to come in anime and movie form. That's insane. Will Smith better stop slapping the shit out of people, start working out again and getting his body right because we're going to need him to save us from these robotics, from whatever this world is because we're all going to be strapping a headset and nobody's going to be moving. Jeez. So now that that's out of the way and I told you about the death helmets that are coming to stay, <laughs> what does this mean about mainstream anime? How is this a light on everything and what's to come? Well, in my opinion, seeing how Chainsaw Man, which is still brand new and it's only about five episodes in or six episodes in, is getting so much love and so much hype, the fact that it's been rated so many times, even though it's a brand new anime, is insane to me. If I was to go to Chainsaw Man right now on Crunchyroll, it has a hundred and thirty six thousand ratings and it's almost a perfect 5.0 of course there's always haters somewhere so it's a 4.9 but it is unbelievable to see how much this show is already in the spotlight only five episodes in how much has been i guess you could say brought to the forefront because of this and all of this stuff it shows you where anime is going so what do i think this means for mainstream anime what do i think that this is going to do what is this going to go forward i think what this means is that now moving forward especially with these new shows and the outlets that are coming up seeing how disney bought into bleach and wanted to put it onto hulu and all these other big companies that i'm hearing behind the scenes are starting to invest in animation companies to make their own animes to invest them over here to increase the dub side voice acting to make their own unique shows that are separate from their own entities more stuff like arcane that are going to be popping out this means that we are going to have a lot of things from the past coming back for remakes because think of hollywood what is hollywood like to do they love remakes right now they have no creative bones in their bodies anymore because all of the best writers and producers they're all doing tv shows on streaming platforms they're either at netflix they're at hulu they're at hbo they're wherever they're at they're somewhere else they're not doing movies and so what's hollywood doing to do it the safe and the easy way remakes they love to remake movies because they have already a fan base they have a set establishment they have people out there so they're going to keep remaking things that they know people will come back to so guess what with anime becoming mainstream this means a lot of our favorite shows we have ever watched from the past are going to come back and get remakes maybe even like a continuation but i think the smartest thing you can do is to do a full reboot to have everybody come back to the forefront to enjoy it again for the first time or to bring in new fans because of the hype that will be carrying behind it just like chainsaw man there were tons and tons of people who read the series or reading the series know about the series so they hyped it up gave it the reviews told other people big content creators were making content on it because they knew what was to come and that thus increased the market and the value of what it was the same thing is going to happen now name some of your favorite shows of all time a remake will be coming Roroni kenshin i've already heard stuff about that i wouldn't doubt that a yu yu haka show will be in the works again maybe something with full metal alchemist brotherhood i know a spice and wolf is on the remake i bet you anything a lot of our big shows from our past that we love that we know that we've grown up with even things that aren't even that technically old will be coming back We'll be getting a spotlight and we'll be getting a full remake and throwing it down for puppies to everyone to enjoy because that is our future. I know it. Trust me. I know it. Why do you know that isekais are so hot right now? Why do you know that there's an isekai for every single thing and person you can think of? Like I even saw one that's like a mechanic in a different life because they're running out of people to throw into the afterlife. They don't know what else to do. They've used everybody to isekai. Now they're just going to grab anything and everything. I'm telling you we're going to have the duck dynasty. We're going to see Donald Duck reborn into a different world fighting off I don't know who. Somebody, maybe Michael Jackson too, and another demon lord somewhere. <laughs> I just firmly believe this, and personally, I'm all for it, man. I saw that Trigun is getting a whole new remake, new animation style, and I love Trigun. I love Vash the Stampede. I can't wait to see that. Just like I mentioned with Spice and Wolf, I grew up loving animes to finally fall in love even deeper with them, to use it as my attributes, to create content, to talk about it. This is the future we're headed towards, and guess what? 
I'm okay with it. I love it. I'll embrace it. The only warning sign I have is to not get too caught up in the mix, to not let animes become politicized and taken over by these groomers and people that are just going to use it to sway our youth and to change people's minds and to use it to drive political notions. Because trust me, with Attack on Titan as an example, I know there's a lot of politics in it in the sense of like how governments are running, all that stuff like that, but they do a good job of tying it in with the Titans that it makes it refreshing. The storyline, the plot development, the time skipping, everything that's connected with the founding Titans, his father, they do a good job tying up loose ends so it makes it thoroughly enjoyable we just got to be careful here we need to really be cautious of what we're starting to allow and what we're going to be bringing to the forefront because number one i think that breeds a lot of area for bad content and bad quality stuff so like anime is blowing up so is the entertainment side so you're going to see a lot of new platforms like for example that one big show that's called trash taste podcast you're going to see a lot of podcasts now pop up on youtube that have three hosts whether it be a girl two guys two girls one guy three girls whatever it is two girls in a cup you're going to have a lot of these shows popping up now because now it is becoming more mainstream. And in doing so, wherever there's money, wherever there's a revenue, the people will follow. It's a reason why all the people drive into the city during the day and drive out and there's traffic everywhere because that's where the money is. We just need to be careful and cautious of what we allow. So remember, your support is your money through your watch, your membership, whatever it may be. So be careful where you spend it. Be careful what you watch. We want to hold our ground here. We want to make sure we're only allowing the time top quality stuff to come out because this is a product we all love and we all know. If we allow people to hijack this, if we allow others to come in, if we allow them to do all this stuff and to break our system down, it's going to collapse around us. We don't want that. We want anime to thrive. We want it to become a mainstream market source. We want it to be one of the top downloaded things of all time. We want to see it when we're scrolling through whatever satellite or through it. We want to see more of it. And I do too. I know we're going to. So let's keep this strong. Let's do what we need to. Let's clean up after ourselves. Let's throw away our trash. Let's make sure we talk about good animes and we stop talking about the bad ones. You know, like, I feel like those things tie hand in hand together and make a big difference over time, okay? I'm just portraying to you the thoughts that I have. And after a month of cleansing my body of anime and fasting it away, I can tell you how important it is for everybody, how so many people engage with it. For myself, I got emotional when I did a Dear Anime rant on TikTok because I know how how big anime is. I know how important it is to a lot of people. There's a lot of people who have nothing out there, have nothing going for themselves at the moment. They're stuck. They're lost. They're either trying to find something. They're just in a rut and anime is there for them. It is. I've cried so many times over anime. I've laughed so many times. I've got hyped so many times. I get so yearning for it. I get so emotionally invested. Anime is the source, baby. And I can tell you this after a month of fasting as well, ain't no way a live action film will ever get me anywhere close to invested like these do they're creating a whole new character whereas an actor is just trying to make you believe there's somebody else I don't want that bull crap. I don't need that at all. I want that wholesome stuff. I want a relationship with a woman that knows her value, has a brain on her, knows what she's trying to accomplish, rather than just sleeping around, okay? That's what anime needs to be for us. That's what we got to keep it. We have to keep it close at home, and we must nourish it for the youth that's to come. If we do not, we will let them down. <laughs> you can see I'm actually like weirdly hyped at three in the morning after doing a podcast, uh, these live rant videos, all this stuff. I still have some kind of energy to give you. So I hope you're enjoying this. Man, now as much as I would like to continue rifting with you guys and get into a whole nother topic right now, I'm going to keep it short this week because not only is it the first week back that I get to talk to you guys, it's also three something in the morning and I'm exhausted and tired because I have to go to sleep to wake up for a bunch of stuff to do tomorrow to drive out to LA to get ready for the break the night after the radio shows and all this stuff too. So guys... I'm going to cap it there for you and let you know this. Never lose faith in the world around you and keep loving what you do. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take time away. If you want to disconnect from social media for a while, do it. If you want to disconnect from anime for a little bit, do it. If you want to invest into your own craft and just hyper-focus on that and put the blinders up, do it. It's okay to. You got to focus on the things you love and that's why I think anime will always be there for us is because it's always going to be. It's there for us from the beginning. To go back to watch the classics, to watch the newer shows, to get reinvigorated with the new stuff that's coming out. It is so amazing. And I love it, man. Just stay away from these freaking VR headsets. They're going to put explosions on it. Like what? Are you kidding me? 
Ay, 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 man. So if you guys haven't already, please join the Discord. Hop in there. We've got some great people who are doing some insanely cool stuff for us. You can keep up to date when I go live on TikTok. When I go live on the Drip app, you can see all the stuff about the cards that I do. You can join me and have some fun combos on TikTok. You can see when all of my content drops, when the podcasts are live, when the Patreon episodes are live. I keep it all in one place to make it easy, man. And to be part of our community, we have some of the best people I've ever met in my life, and they're all sensational people. People, and I love what we do, man. Life has been too fruitful to me, and I will be posting TikTok videos again. I took a little bit of a break, but once I saw 120,000 within like four to five months, I was accomplished, and it gave me some time to focus on some other adventures to finally find a way to put everything together to move forward. So I love you guys, man. I really do. If you ever need some more life talk or advice, download the Shallow Oceans podcast. That's the other show I host as well. Just recorded the new one earlier today. It's called Let It Go, so don't sleep on any of that. And again, too, with anime and everything around it, if you guys like somebody and someone else doesn't like it, it's okay, man. It's okay to have your own taste. It doesn't have to be the greatest show in the world. You don't have to be touting One Piece as this greatest show just because everybody says it. Like what you want, man. Do what you want. Love yourself some more. Find good people who enjoy it with you. Go find a significant other, a lady or a dude that'll watch some anime with you. You know how fun that'll be? Just to cozy up next to each other, cuddle up, be the big spoon or the little spoon, and just watching some dope-ass shows? That's the dream for me, man. I wish to find a lady who loves to work out, who takes care of herself, who eats right, has a banging body, but an even banging more mindset, loves anime, has a couple anime tattoos. We could chill around all day, watch that, make content together, do podcasting together. That is the dream, man. That lady is worth waiting for. That is also why I will say this as a quick little, you know, side round here too. Go talk to people. If you're at the gym and you see a beautiful girl, you guys catch each other's eyes or whatnot, go say hi. You ain't going to miss nothing. Just don't be a creeper. Just go say what up. Tell her you noticed her. You appreciate her. She looks good. Whatever it may be. Just do it. Just do it, man. That's why I did this. That's why I cut myself off from anime, and I'm never doing that again. I will not stop watching anime for that long again, because let me tell you something, it was extremely hard with all the stuff that's coming out. I'm behind on My Hero. I'm behind on The Eminence of Shadows. I'm behind on Blue Lock. I'm behind on so many of these good shows, plus the ones I had to pause that I was already watching. I'm disappointed in myself, but also proud of myself to know that I could withhold. (laughs) Thank you for staying a while and listening. You guys can find me on all social platforms. Just simply look up Anime Senpai Podcast. Join the Discord channel. Be a part of all of this. I have some new guests lining up for some more future shows. Shout out to Akame again. Everything was amazing. Everything was great. I love you guys so much, man. So make sure you watch some new shows. Make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you support the ones you love. And make sure you always give people the benefit of the doubt. Because at the end of the day, we're all learning and going through our own progressive character art and going about to hit a a tournament arc any day here. I'm half asleep right now. Forgive me. I'll see you next week. Anime Senpai, out! Plain chain, you make any chain, rest in peace of my superior. Hermes, the feet of village in Liberia. TMZ taking pictures, causing my hysteria. Mama see me all BT and start tearing up. I'm talking to niggas, how'd you get that truck? I attended all the picks when you risk your life. Uncle, you